0: Hello, and welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we talk to real people who have overcome real challenges and are making our world better because of it. They have taken life's lemons and are making lemonade. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Crystal. Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I am so looking forward to getting to know you and hearing your story. So start out by telling me just a couple of little things about yourself. Hi,
1: Heidi some things about me. I'm a mom of three girls, love my girls, adore my husband. I'm a big family person. Love my family. I'm a sports fan. Okay. So I played basketball throughout lots of my life and I just love all sports, playing sports, just being active and having fun. Love going to sports games. Uh, Another thing about me is that I love people. Uh, I love to hear people's stories you know, I love what you're doing and I love just love getting to know people and
0: oh yeah that's awesome. I love people too. (laughs) Yeah I can tell. This is (laughs) great. Oh so I've got to get to know you more. So you need to take me back and tell me your lemon to lemonade story. What happened to you? So
1: my girls when they were three, five and seven, I was just living my best life. I love being a mom, going to the park. The beach, soccer practice, doing puzzles, reading books, you know, just living the best mom life. I felt very fulfilled.
0: I love hearing that because a lot of moms with kids that age do not love it. (laughs) So (laughs) awesome.
1: (laughs) And rightfully so. And I will say, it was busy and it was crazy and exhausting. So it was spring of 2018, and I started having weird stuff going on with my ear vertigo really bad vertigo which you know kept me in bed and the world is just kind of spinning almost like you're nauseated you feel just sick dizzy dizzy and so hard hard to really do much it would just come in spurts so I didn't think much of it It got to the point where I was like, I actually feel like I can't really hear as well as I have. So I did go to uh, just a normal doctor and they said, take Sudafed and you'll be fine. Okay. But I went home and I'm like, wait, I'm not even sick. I'm not congested. I I don't know if, I, I don't think that this is right. So I made an appointment with an ENT and he does the hearing tests basically says your ear is dead like there's nothing coming from your ear and he was very blunt it was it was hard to take for a minute you're hearing right and he said the basically you can't look at a person's inner ear while they are alive so there's not much information of like how did this happen right he said he had two ideas it would either like an autoimmune attacking the inner ear or a tumor and he also said there is this protocol that if i got a steroid shot in my eardrum and took oral steroids there was like a 20 to 30 percent chance it could bring it back so i'm like okay let's do it so i went back three times in a week to get that shot in the eardrum which yeah ouch it did not feel good i mean i was like so hopeful i was i this is gonna be you know but it didn't come back and that was that was interesting because you feel like oh crystal it's okay you still have like your other ear but there was a bit of like a mourning for that loss and so that was that was hard to take he said he wanted to also do some scans like MRI of the ear and brain to rule out a tumor. So I did that and the MRIs came back clear. There's no tumor, but you know, (laughs) but there were lesions in an area on my brain that suggest signs of MS. I mean, I actually had a neurologist because the year before I actually had brain surgery, but that's another story. but I did have <laughs> I did have a neurologist, so that was good. but I really didn't feel like I had MS. And so I kind of I like I, I listened to what he said, but I kind of was like maybe in denial and I kind of just kind of put it to the side and I didn't act on it. Me and my family left for a month to Canada to visit my husband's family. And while there, I changed my diet to plant-based. I did a bunch of holistic things. I was just trying to get like, be a better version of my myself, my health self, right? I could, because I was like, I could be eating better. I could probably be doing this better, you know, for my health. And so I kind of did that in that month. But at the same time, during that month, I noticed like, I don't have the energy that I normally have. I couldn't be like in the big family group. It was just, I was experiencing some brain fog. I'm like, okay, something, is, something isn't something is quite right. It just kept getting like worse and worse. Like so sad because I love to be a part of the games and I love to be going on hikes with the family. And I just was so fatigued. I, I couldn't, and I'm like, what is going on? We come back from Canada girls start school and in October I felt you know so just kind of dealing with the same thing fatigue brain fog I felt hearing leave again but in my other ear now I know I knew the protocol I'm like okay I need to just go to the doctor so I went straight to the doctor got the steroid shots you know IV steroids all the things And it did, it did in fact, luckily, gratefully come back. The doctor was very concerned though. He's like, you need to go to the ER. You need to go to um, a teaching hospital because at teaching hospitals, there's lots of eyes, right? Watching and observing and get a lot of opinions and just eyes looking at you. And when you have some rare, rare things going on, that's what he you know wanted so i do go to the er of the teaching hospital and during that stay it was probably a week week and a half i do all the tests right so two and a half hour brain mri where you like literally can't move a muscle that was rough a lumbar puncture the iv steroids just every test that you know you could imagine being done because they wanted to, you know, obviously see what's going on. And I left that hospital stay with the diagnosis of MS, multiple sclerosis. Wow. It was, you know, devastating and a whirlwind. And I'm like, oh, serious. I'm scared because you know, like, what well, I already have here and lost this one was left. Like, what is going on? So when I left, they said, Crystal. Nothing else should happen because we, you know, pumped you with all of the medications and you should be good until you get your shipment of MS meds. If anything else happens, just come back to the ER. You know, feeling good about that. Okay, like, here we go. I just like am on this MS journey. The next day, I kid you not, I noticed that I have vision loss. And I just am like, like, what is happening? The doctors all said, like, you'll be fine. Nothing else should happen. Reluctantly, and I was frustrated. I did go back to the ER, and I sat in the ER for eight hours, and every probably five to ten minutes, I would just say a prayer. I was just like, Heavenly Father, they told me nothing else should happen. Like, I don't know what they're going to do with me because they said nothing else had happened. So please send me somebody that knows what to do with me or knows, you know, what to do from here on. And it was just on repeat every five to 10 minutes, just saying, just saying this prayer.
0: I love the words of your prayer of not like, Hey, make me better so I can go home. It was send somebody who can help me. That's yeah. cool.
1: uh, so at 10 o'clock at night, They call me back and they had a, so it's a teaching hospital, right? So they have all the the medical students and this ophthalmologist that was on call. He brings me back and he does the testing that he needs to do. And he says, Crystal, I don't think that you have MS. I think that you have something called Susac syndrome. And at that moment, I was like, yes, you know. Like, I I had a feeling I didn't have MS, but, you know, like, okay. And so what SUSAC is, is it's um, an autoimmune of the small blood vessels in your eyes, ears, and brain. Mm. And it's very rare. There's probably about 500 people that have it. I thought that it was amazing that this medical student was able to look at my eyes and recall something that maybe he learned for five minutes in med school, they're not gonna be going over these rare things, right? I knew, you know, right then and there, like God sent me somebody to know what to do with me. And I was so grateful for that. And, you know, knew then that God is very much in the details. I was admitted again and was there another probably week and a half doing different tests, different medications. So next to the hospital, they had this big eye clinic and the doctor they lined me up with, he did his residency at the only Suset Clinic in Cleveland, Ohio. Like what? Of all the doctors, of all the places I could be, you know, like I, I just felt so loved, watched over and grateful that I had was placed in this doctor's hands because he knew the protocols of this disease. He had the knowledge and he was very like sympathetic and kind and because it it it's still it's not MS, but I feel like it is still is uh, pretty scary. They actually had this one moment where they brought in all the students, all the doctors, and they posed the question in front of me. So what do you guys think? What is worse, MS or SUSAC? I sit there and listen to them like discuss these two horrible diseases. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So anyways, I left that hospital safe um, with the diagnosis of SUSAC. It felt, you know, good to have, okay, this is, you know, what I need to do. And so basically I was in and out of the hospital for like a month and now i'm home and having to just manage all that comes with susac i was put on high dose steroids numerous numerous doctor visits home health infusions home health you know doctors managing the side effects of the disease as well as the medication some of those side effects of the medication is like joint pain weight gain um, messes with the mood and just overall kind of like body pain. Mm. Um, I I was at the point where, yeah, I couldn't get out of bed. My husband, like I would take baths at night to help me just with the pain. And he like literally had to lift me in and out of the bathtub. Talk about humbling. I had to have all people everywhere help me take care of my kids. If you're like a people person, you know, and you like to go to, activities or go to events and talk with people and be with people. And I could not like it hurt my brain is it, the best way I could describe it. It was just mentally and physically draining and exhausting. That was probably like the hardest part. One of the hardest part was because of, of this was I was becoming someone I didn't recognize. It was I, it was like a new version of me I had to get used to, and I couldn't do all the things that I you know used to do and love doing. I was just like this bump on the log in bed.
0: It affects uh, your like, soul at that point. Yeah, you know, it yeah. just you feel like what's the point? Yeah, I it's know. Really hard.
1: Yes, being back home, I kind of felt like I was in my own battlefield, battling every day. Giving literally everything I had, which wasn't much because I was so fatigued, right? Into getting better. You know, I was following all the medical protocols, all the holistic protocols. I was exhausting myself trying, you know, to get better. It was just hard to be putting in all of this work to get better, but to keep having flares.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So it was just never ending. Inflammation kept showing up in my eyes over and over again. And luckily I had a doctor that I was like closely monitored. So he was able to like catch it soon. So no lasting damage because like once the damage is done, we've seen it's done, right? So at this point, lost hearing in my ear, lost vision in in, in my eye, not full vision, just like a kind of like a little section of my vision. I was putting my daughter to bed, like she was like probably four her chubby little toddler body, right? And I put her to bed and I I whispered to her. I go, Quincy, can you tell me, can you say, I love you, mama? And she put her little chubby hands, you know, around my neck and goes, I love you, mama. There was one time where, you know, the protocol worked. Then there was another time where it didn't. So I just didn't always, you know, know what was going to happen. I I literally thought like I was going to be the next Helen Keller or something. And anyways, it ended up being okay. So I do have hearing in this left ear and it's it's good. But that was pretty much the cycle for two years, you know, for months and months. There was quiet downtime and a lot of solitude. I spent a lot of time alone in my room. From the first hospital stay, I would put, I put headphones in and would just listen to, um, positive affirmations of healing. And I just tried to intentionally fill my mind and soul with positive, uplifting messages, you know, and chose to be close to God during this time. And I learned very quickly that you can make ordinary spaces, sacred spaces, right? The bedroom became a sacred space. I mean, can you imagine just like working so hard to do all these things to get better and then you're just like get knocked down again and again and defeated at every doctor's appointment and feeling like nothing that you're doing is helping and so i felt like those affirmations and that spiritual connection kept me from going insane and they it it helped me have hope when i felt like hopeless you know that was just like the cycle and um it eventually got better. Like I was able to slowly wean off medications. They said I wasn't, would never be able to get off. January of this year, I got off my last infusion, and I'm doing really well now. And I'm just so so grateful.
0: What? How did this happen? I this is really a miracle. Uh, it, it truly
1: is. Yes, I feel so grateful. Yeah tomorrow, I have a big appointment, you know, to make sure everything is so good. So it's still going in terms of
0: so checking. Sure on. That
1: it, yeah, it's yeah. in like permission. Like I just I feel good. I'm able to run around with the kid, you know, like ah, I just feel so good. It's just feel better. You
0: know? Wow. And so right now your only effect is hearing loss in one ear and partial vision in one eye.
1: Yes. And I do have lesions on my brain but those have,
0: they haven't gotten worse. Okay. Wow. And this is amazing. What amazing lemonade you're making now by sharing this positivity and sharing that it's possible and giving hope.
1: I feel like there's a couple of sugars from, from this story. One being, we just talked about like just being able to be better and be uh, able to be with my kids again and run around with them and take them to soccer and dance and just the grind of, of the mundane life i am so grateful every day that i'm able to be a part of their life and you know not just being in bed like a bump on the log. um another sugar i would say is developing um a relationship with my savior jesus christ um the ultimate miss The ultimate sweetness, honestly, was seeing God's hand in my story and seeing his tender mercies, seeing his guidance and help, and knowing that he did, in fact, know me and love me. And that was a beautiful thing to experience. And then my last kind of sugar would be the lessons that I learned. I just feel like if you're going to go through something hard, you might as well learn from it. Right. And hopefully use it to bless and help other people. Uh, A quote I heard someone say once is that every trial just simply means I have more to give. I just really like that. And I feel like the most powerful lesson I learned was the, the power in our choices and in our mindset in, in sickness. Um, there was a Facebook support group that I was kind of uh, for Susec Syndrome that I was very interested to join because I'm like, oh, great. I could just like see how people are managing all of all of this and what they're doing because, because it was so rare. Sometimes doctors, they actually didn't really know what to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like you're this lab rat. I quickly found that looking at this Facebook support group was putting my mindset into like fear-based and I couldn't have that. I didn't want to see the negative. Like I was very aware of what could happen, but I just didn't need that negativity and that fear. Right. So I just feel like, like I had two choices. I could like go into this downward spiral, right. Or be depressed and sad and woe is me. Or I could, just, I could take the situation I don't make the best of it, if if that's even a thing. And that's 100% easier said than done. But, you know, there were so many things I didn't have control over. I voiced, I was doing everything in my power of what I could, but things were still happening how I didn't want. I had no control. But what I did have control of was my choices every day, right? And my attitude. And that affected me, you know, daily. And there was definitely times that were hard and devastating. And I had tears and I was frustrated and I was angry. I wasn't just like Mrs. Positive, you know, through this all, like I tried my best, but there were those big feelings. Those are real feelings and they're important to feel, you know, acknowledge and feel it, but to not remain in that space. You know, I kind of had a rule. You could be in there just a couple hours and then you had to get out of it because, you know, staying in it is not going to do anything for you, you know, for you. And something else that helped was positive affirmations. And so in my closet, I had all these affirmations and quotes and messages. And I, I don't know. And so Some of the affirmations here, I'll them, that I said to myself every day, they were, I am calm and centered. That was an important one because there was a lot of anxiety with this. If you can imagine, like, just always feeling like, oh, is my hearing leaving again? Like, oh, wait, could I, is something happening with vision? Or just this constant fear of losing, like, your main senses. Um, So I am calm and centered. I am grateful for another day to live. I have an abundance of energy. That was a good one when you literally couldn't get out of bed, right? (laughs) My body is healthy and whole. Perfect health exists in my body. Every day, in every way, I get better and better. Something wonderful is about to happen to me. I am focused. I attract positivity. My mind and body continue to get stronger every day. I'm letting go of fear and worry. I just feel like as you say those things, you know, they just become a part of you. And then you believe them, and then powerful things can happen. It could be life-changing. So my girls, every morning I have them say a little thing, and they chant together, I am a child of God. He knows me. He loves me. With him, I can do all things. I am strong. I am brave. I am beautiful. I am kind. And then I do what my dad did when we were little. Are you gonna have a good day yes why because i choose to (laughs) so i don't know i think of others who are on this you know path of healing and going through something equally traumatic or difficult and i just hope and pray that they could fill their minds with you know positivity and positive affirmations and with, you know, a belief in a, in a higher power to give them the hope and the strength to keep on keeping on because sometimes you just don't want to.
0: Oh, my goodness. So beautifully said. I i am so touched by what you said. And I love just the idea of letting yourself have that little pity party for a minute, you know, and then get back to that positive thinking again, because you're human and you're going to feel all the feels. So yes. just feel it, feel angry, feel sad, feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. And then start thinking different. It's as easy as that,
1: yeah
0: thank you. Thank, thank you. Heidi. I just thank really appreciated God. getting to know you and hearing your story and the inspiration that you are for so many, and especially those little girls that could see you go through this. It's going to oh. change their life. So thank you I
1: hope so thank you. Thanks for listening.
0: You're so was, I can see why you have opposition. So you got speak oh. out. You gotta share it. Um. Yeah, it's a great testimony. It's very powerful. So thank you. Thank you. I have enjoyed spending this time with you. You might have a friend struggling with the same thing that we talked about in this episode that might enjoy listening to this too. So please share this episode because no one is alone at the lemonade stand.